I should just like red flag this entire thing. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> just start flagging like crazy. Anchor has this really phenomenal button that says add flags so that while you're recording, if you screw up phenomenally, you can add a flag to it and then go back and edit it later. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I wanted to actually say it like Obi Wan Kenobi. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Welcome to What the Shit. Uh, to start off today, I'm just going to introduce my new podcast. What the Shit is an idea that I had for a website a long time ago where I just got to talk about, you know, poops and stuff. Literally, What the Shit. <laughs> um, and it turned into a website that I could make for graduate applications. And then also turn into a website that I could have to make some money with my degree while I apply to grad school. Uh, But really, what the shit is just a safe space to talk about your poops or what's happening in your body and why it's happening in your body. And for weird questions that you always wanted an answer to but never wanted to Google it because of heaven knows what would come up. I'm Ariel. I don't want that on my search history. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta clear that search history before you die. Um, I'm Ariel. I'm the creator of What the Shit, or WTS, as I will probably more commonly refer to it as. I am graduating from UC Berkeley this upcoming May with a degree in nutritional sciences metabolism and physiology and unfortunately i'm realizing that you can probably hear every single car going by so one of these days we'll have a better microphone (laughs) um so my degree is in nutritional sciences and i've already finished all of my actual nutritional classes and the really lovely thing about my degree is that i was able to cater it to what i really wanted to study which was the things that i thought were the pillars of health in humans. So things like sleep and stress and happiness and circadian rhythms and really anything you can think of that's not just nutrition is the kind of stuff that I love learning about. And I was able to take these classes while I was graduating. Uh, I also have my CrossFit L1 and I don't know what else. Nothing. You're not going to add to this? I mean, education-wise. Flagging. Flagging. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, my phone's locked. Hold on, i got to flag this, people. Flag. Oh, I turned it off. Flag. Flag added. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've been doing CrossFit for about... Maybe... Two years now. I started doing it reluctantly because of Christopher in like a little hometown gym. And I mostly just did Olympic lifting because I really like technicalities. Uh, It comes from my love of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and MMA, which I did for seven years. And I now coach at Sequoia CrossFit currently. Sequoia flag! (laughs) Sequoia Fitness (laughs) Maybe I'll just leave it on my flags Flag (laughs) Uh, I coach at Sequoia Fitness And uh, I get to do a little bit of programming there 
I really enjoy programming, turns out. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm going to let Christopher introduce himself. He's my co-host today. Hopefully I'll <laughs> eventually get other people on this little podcast besides him. But go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, I am Christopher, as Ariel calls me, Chris, by other names. Uh, I've got my CrossFit L1, uh, had that for about two years, uh, started CrossFitting probably about, I don't know, six to eight months before you did. Um, I'm nodding my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, as soon as I started, I realized that I... Wanted to start coaching people again. I did that for quite some time when I was younger as a gymnastics coach. Um, And then just recently, because of the time given to me from the pandemic and being in isolation. I I thought you were going to say from our government. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I was able to go through the precision, Precision Nutrition coaching program uh so i now have my certification in that as well and always kind of looking for new certifications new um ways to teach new ways to coach new um new people uh to bring into the knowledge of what we do with nutrition and movement um and Ariel and I talk about all the things all the time, and shit's definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's on our morning to-do list is talk about our shit. <laughs> um, well, today is the first day of 2021, and I would like to welcome us into the new year with some inspirational words from my eldest sister, which is, so long, 2020, you are real dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> that was a gem I got from her last night in her little video of her partying for 2021. I do think it's very just like new year, new me of you to be doing your first podcast on January 1st, 2021. I know, I'm such a cliche. <laughs> I, but I for the record, <laughs> for the record to anybody that's listening, I did not plan it to have it be like go time on 2021 day one. It was just that I've been working my ass off trying to get my website and everything ready to go. And this was the very last thing that I needed to add before I could actually launch it because it I hate the idea of launching a podcast page without actually having a podcast on it. Um, but that so, would be frustrating. Yeah. So, new year, new shits. New year, new me. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to do a fun little thing where I have a uh, fun shit fact, or as I will affectionately call it, an FSF. Did I say that right? FSF. FSF. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds weird yeah, when it comes right, out of I my know. mouth. <laughs> Words are hard. Fun shit fact of the day is a position that used to exist in England is the groom of the stool. And this was a position given to a male servant of the king's household. One of his favorite servants. I'm not trying to give you innuendo there. That's uh, that's the only way I can think to put it. But the groom of the stool... According to Wikipedia, and for everybody that wants to at me, as the kids say on Instagram, 
Wikipedia is a good starting place. That's what <laughs> everybody will tell you in college. So calm down. Anyways, back to Wikipedia. Starting a quote right now. The groom of the stool is responsible for assisting the king in his toileting needs. It is a matter of some debate as to whether the duties involved cleaning the king's bottom, but he is known to have responsibility for supplying a bowl, water, and towels, and also for monitoring the king's diet and bowel movements and liaising, liaising? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the royal doctor about the king's health. And we all need one of those. Yeah, we do. I want a king's, <laughs> I want a groomsman. But the significance and also the funny part about the groom of the stool is that this actually became a really coveted position because while the king was chatting, he would ask you for advice about stuff. This was like a really coveted position wherein it kind of graduated over time to be a really esteemed position where you could influence politics and the king. So, there's your fun fact of the day. Untitled advisor, basically. Yeah, and when I found out this fact and I shared it with everybody that I knew, we came up with a lot of really awesome puns, such as a real shit talker. (laughs) So, that's my my fun intro. If you think of any really awesome puns about being a groom of the stool, please send them my way. I'm pretty sure I have a link open for you to send me a voice comment, or you can email me at what the shit with no i and two t's at gmail.com <laughs> so w h a t t h e s h t t at gmail.com that took me a second i had yeah, to really think about it <laughs> um oh and if you need to imagine what the what the king's toilet looked like because who knows what that looks like in medi- medieval times imagine a square chest with a hole on the top part of it that has a cushion covered with velvet. Doesn't that sound delightful to have your <laughs> toilet covered in velvet plush? It's warm, if nothing else. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, you get up first thing in the morning and what greets your bottom is not cold porcelain, porcelain but <laughs> soft velvet. Yeah. Alright, that was my fun fact. I feel like I need to flag it right now because it's getting lowly. It's getting lowly? Like, there's a lull in it. I feel you. I'm going to add a flag. Flag! (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well, since tis the season of shit-talking, as I will call it from now on, and I'm going to apparently say affectionately call things all throughout my entire episode. Sorry, guys. I'll eventually get better at this. It would help me if Christopher talked some. I... I feel like I'm, like, DJing a radio show. (laughs) Hello, guys. Welcome to (laughs) Shit Talk with Ariel. Today our guest is Christopher. <laughs> um, my topic for today is uh, what makes a good BM? How do we make those good bowel movements? That poop life. That poop life, yeah. yeah. How do you live your best poop life? <laughs> I like that. Well, so there's a couple of things. I'm just going to list off a couple of things that can actually affect your BMs. There are a multitude of things past what I'm going to say. But some big ones, of course, are diet, what you eat, what you drink, especially your hydration level, your genes, what kind of enzymes you make and how frequently you make them and what kinds of things affect when you make said enzymes. For example, bile production. Bile is an emulsifier that your body makes that's released into your intestines 
to help break up your fat that you've ingested. But it also is a big part of what gives your poop color and what the consistency of your poop is. I've always been blessed with good PMs, though. So, we'll get into that. I know. I'm just saying, like, the only time that it's not is if something very abnormal happens. So, either I'm sick or I drink a lot. I was just thinking about today how, well, for everybody that's listening and uh, doesn't know me and Christopher that intimately or doesn't know us at all, you're going to get to know us through our poops. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was just thinking about today how I am now at a point in my life where... When I have not eaten properly the day before, my body lets me know in a very vicious <laughs> and uh, volatile type of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have genes which affect your enzymes. And we also have whether you're a male or a female. So there's a couple different reasons why that could affect you. And I'll get into the second one in just a second. But to start off with, just our anatomy can affect how we poop. So... Women have a wider pelvic distance. That was a really weird way to say that, but <laughs> in any case, everybody—it's not don't a know secret. How else you would say it. It's not a secret. Women have wider hips; they are literally spaced further apart. So mm-hmm. this actually changes how your intestines can sit within your abdomen. Another thing is that because of this, the actual distance that your poop has to travel from your colon to your anus to the toilet is about 10 centimeters longer in females and males inherently have a more tight abdomen and so that actually helps push your bolus or your bowel movement depending on where it is in your intestinal tract further along and faster interesting so men unfortunately for women are blessed with better BMs, <laughs> despite all of our just work at it. I can't even tell you how many women I've talked to that just, we're not good poopers. Just constantly trying to find a good way to poop? Yeah, I just feel like all women, like the curse is not a period, the curse is the poop. <laughs> <laughs> with how much Ariel and I do talk about this and how much we we do know about each other, there are things that even in these podcasts and these episodes that I'm jumping in on that I don't, that I haven't heard before, like that, the the distance and the differences in male and females. We talk about a lot of stuff that Ariel learns in class and what she learns in studies and stuff, but that was something that I didn't know. So yeah. there you go. It was actually something I learned today. Oh, well, there you go then. Yeah. Ta-da! I mean, it makes sense to me. As soon as I learned it, I was like, yep, yep. Yep, that's real annoying. Yep. (laughs) Well, well, shit. (laughs) But I thought that was such a fantastic thing to enlighten me and every single other woman in the world that just... So by what you're saying is, like, all of those guys that have IBS, it's because they, like, went out of their way and wrecked themselves. Because by all accounts, like, they should be, like, better. Like their I'm gonna like put a couple of better. I'm gonna put a couple of like seven asterisks and footnotes on my answer <laughs> and say yes, but also take into account that I have like seven footnotes in my head right. as to like how that's like, not true. Yes, but also inherently yes, men have just straight up the upper hand when it comes to taking a shit. Right. 
Also, think about it this way. Here's another fun fact for you when it comes to anatomy. Men are taller than women, and toilets, for whatever reason, are always too tall for my goddamn little legs. I made my own squatty potty, people, and if you don't have a squatty potty, go to Target, buy yourself the little, like, five-inch baskets, and just shove them underneath your feet when you're pooping, because that is actually the proper position to get your colon in the right spot to drop a deuce. It matters. And I don't know if you use my squatty potty, but if you don't, I think you've told me I you occasionally do. Sometimes do. I do other, I don't others. Honestly, it's just too much work getting it out for me. Like, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know this about me. I'm usually the person that, like, if I'm going to the bathroom, if I'm gonna go poop, I'm, I'm pooping. Like, it's, it's happening. I'm rarely <laughs> like there it's waiting happening. for it. Yeah, like it's, it's like, oh, oh, yep, it's time. I go in there. It happens. I'm done. Like. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't wish. have to work for it that often. It's like a real magical moment in my life when I just like go in there and it just happens. It just comes on out. I don't have to take Instagram in there with me. It's <laughs> Instagram is during my shit time. Um, so another thing that also makes a really big difference between male and females is actually the medication that you're taking. For one, you can have different medications that affect your GI tract. A lot of things affect a multitude of genes. For example, if you take a lot of ibuprofen, you might be told um, to stop because it can actually affect your stomach and your ability to make hydrochloric acid, which is what dissolves your food. But in any case, medication can affect your GI tract in so many ways, but one big way that normally is not talked about is actually birth control. So... I think something like last time I checked was a couple of weeks ago, but the CDC was reporting something like 73 to 86% of women in America are on birth control that are of age to take birth control. What, like what age group is that? Is that like 18 to 35 or is it earlier like 14 to... So women of menstruating age. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So that can be anywhere from 10 in my case <laughs> to 18 in the really athletic case. Yeah, and then all the way up until menopause. Yeah, and then right. all the way up until menopause. But a ton, a crazy amount, a crazy amount of women are on birth control. And what they don't tell you and what isn't in the slip when you sign up for that package is that it can actually affect your bowel movements. And one of the big ways that it does that is that if birth control will actually affect your immune system and your immune system if you haven't heard is largely portioned inside of your gi tract because that is one of the only places where bacteria or pathogens can get into your body aside from your skin but you don't typically have holes in your skin that go directly into your body if you do you they scab over but from your mouth all the way to your anus is considered the exterior world. And so, by consequence, you want to have a really strong army, effectively, to attack any pathogen that is coming your way. And especially in areas that don't have any kind of inherent protection. So, like, if you swallow something, it goes into your stomach. Your you stomach that, has... That was such a mind-blowing concept to me. What, that your inside is your outside? Yeah, so that, that it's basically just a tunnel, right? And, yeah. like, it's it's all part of, like, the outside world. That was such a mind-blowing experience for me that I remember where I was when I learned that. 
Where did you learn that? I was I was walking. I I I hate talking about learning stuff this way because I don't like that people use it as an educational show, but I learned it on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um. There was a scientist on there. Um, and he was talking, he was like a GI science Mm -hmm. scientist. Um, and he was talking about it and I, I, like, I know where I was, like where we (laughs) used to pass the ducks when we would walk from, from Safeway to, to home or yeah. Um, I was right there, like listening to the podcast when he said that, that it's just one big tunnel and technically it's like the outside of your body. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, like, it was such a mind blowing thing. That I, I, I think I will always remember that. Where I was when I learned that it's just a tunnel through you. <laughs> it's all outside. It is a tunnel through you. For everybody that like is now just picturing this giant vast hole that goes through your entire body. There are like, <laughs> there are little flappies occasionally. So that <laughs> stuff just doesn't go straight through you. Um, doors, if you want to imagine it that way. Where was I? All right, so your stomach mm-hmm. has hydrochloric acid. It does. That's a two on the pH scale if you're not familiar, or if that's more familiar to you, I guess. It's very highly acidic. It will melt a hot dog. Google it. <laughs> that's something that you can watch. It won't destroy your browser history. So your food gets past your stomach, and if you have any bacteria left, and it's now in your intestine, you need to have another defense mechanism, and that is your immune system. So a lot of your immune system is actually centered around your GI tract. Uh, You have this really awesome network of communication that actually happens between your immune system and your microbiome. And some neurons actually go directly to your brain to let your brain know how your intestinal tract is doing. And birth control messes up your immune system. I feel like you forgot for just I a moment did. where you were going with I that. 100% did. You went on a journey, didn't remember yep. where the destination was, yep. but you I, found it. I definitely don't it. have my map out. <laughs> yep. So, also where I was going to go with this is uh, my goal last year for 2020, I, I had a New Year's resolution to have better poops. Because in my 27 years of life... It has taken me quite of the journey to get to where I am right now, which is to say that I pretty much have solid poops two to three times a day, mostly two times a day, three times a day if my stomach is trying to tell me that I did not eat adequately yesterday, which is exactly what happened. Me and Christopher with, with had our garbage day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those do as I say, not as I do thing because we had Cheez-Its for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we had Jesus for dinner did. and popcorn for dessert. Yep. Yep. But, you know, it just fell in line with the idea of the dumpster fire. We were just finishing it off. Yeah, there was, all that there was dumpster just a... fire right in the body. <laughs> right in the body. Um, oh, now I really forgot where I was going with this. Uh, your New Year's resolution. Oh, better yeah. Poops. So last year, my New Year's resolution was to have better poops. And... The way that I, my, my little like strategy to get to better poops was actually to change how I ate and to see if I could fix my microbiome because I know that's part of the cause. And so I started taking a pre and probiotic 
Seed, if you want to sponsor me, I love your stuff. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor me, Seed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hashtag not a sponsor yet. <laughs> hashtag not a sponsor yet. So, uh, but I started taking a pre and probiotic. I started tracking my food. I started trying to be better about what food I ate, uh, what time I ate it. I started taking a multivitamin. Did I just say vitamin or did I say vitamin? You said vitamin. You said multivitamin. Okay, in my head I did not say that. Yeah, you're good. Uh, so I started taking a multivitamin. Um, I started doing a lot of extra reading just about things that I thought was affecting me and I got my own nutrition coach. I'm no longer with her, but I did really enjoy her while she was my coach and she did a lot of continuing education, which a lot of it was already stuff that I knew, but she actually brought on a, I want to say it's an osteopath, but in any case, she had a live wherein the doctor that she brought on just talked about periods and it was really mind-blowing for me like I was taking furious amounts of notes I bought two books immediately (laughs) you were like notes on notes yeah I started googling things um I learned a lot about periods I feel like my entire education system has failed me when it comes to periods it has been a long time since I had seen you go like that nuts on something that was like writing notes down and being that like like it was very life-changing for you I felt like I feel like learning about something that is kind of a really traumatic mystery is life-changing so periods are life-changing people literally (laughs) literally they're life-changing but learning about them is also life-changing but I ended up long story now getting shorter I decided to go off of birth control because of everything that I learned about it and just that little live video, everything that I was reading about it. You just, there are other forms of birth control that we're just never really told about. And this is not to victim, like villainize birth control. I mean, it made it so that we could go to school and get educations. And some people actually really like birth control and they like who they are better on it. But for me, I just like myself better off of it well and even though so many people find this synonymous but like what you're saying is like specifically hormonal birth control specifically hormonal hormonal birth control yes so i do feel like some people get confused there like it's like well what do you like so you're just not doing anything like (laughs) like we're going catholic here and just willy-nilly like just not but that's not it's it's specifically hormonal let's be clear it's not in the lord's hands not leaving it up to Jesus. Uh, no. Uh, I'm off hormonal birth control. I had been on a couple of different ones um, for any of you out there that are also on birth control. The biggest difference in hormonal birth control is the type of estrogen and the generation that it is. So just the different compounds that they're using to make the chemicals that mimic hormones. They are not actually hormones, just to be clear. Your body can recognize a myriad of things that happen to look like hormones, and so they'll bind to those receptors. For example, plastics. Microplastics will actually look like hormones to your body. That's why there is such a big, um, what do you call it, campaign right now to get rid of plastics among the myriad of things that they are horrible for with the environment, including pollution. Um, 
but hormonal birth control I have been on uh Trisprintect and every generic or what do you call the name brand version of those like orthotricycline uh NuvaRing which is identical chemically to a low dose hormonal pill and I also tried Nexplanon, which is the little bar that goes in your arm. And holy Jesus, that one did not go well. I had to get that <laughs> one out as soon as humanly possible because I had every possible side effect. I feel like the only thing you haven't tried was the, um, what is it, IUD? Yeah, the IUD. Yeah. I never tried that. It scared the bejesus out of me to have someone shoved up my vagina while I was still awake. Yeah. And had nothing to dole the pain. <laughs> you just, I just had it dangling in there? yeah i mean it just i'm gonna be honest guys a little bit of the female anatomy when it comes to reproduction is still kind of a mystery to me like you know how when you look at those pictures and you see the fallopian tubes and like little finger-like projections and it doesn't connect to anything where does it go I've looked at a lot of pictures, and I'm still a little dumbfounded it's, by female reproduction, it's like, guys. It's like you, you understand science. You really do. You're in it. You understand a lot of this. But it's like like me when I talk about music. Like, the fact that a record can make music come out of a speaker, that's magic. It's black magic. Yeah. Like, there's, like that's all it is. Like, I'm sorry. A needle feeling a groove on something, and it creates music out of a speaker, that's black magic. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's not real. There are some mysteries in yeah. this universe that cannot be solved. But I agree. The little, yeah, little fingers with balls, what's happening there? Well, I mean, it's mostly just the fingers that's throwing me off. Like, I right. can the I little... can tell you about, like, follicle maturation and, like, why it's released and ovulation and what that is and all that stuff. But just the 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 little egg coming out of the fingers. And I'm like, where does it go? <laughs> I don't, the pictures don't do it justice, okay? That's what I'm getting at. So I've taken every, I've not taken every form of birth control. I've taken, in fact, very few forms of hormonal birth control. But in any case, really roundabout way to get back to, I'm pretty sure that for the last, oh, how long have I been on it? 12 years, most of my gastrointestinal issues came from being on hormonal birth control and i'm so sorry i can almost guarantee that you can hear my dog snoring that's her snoring in case you hear it (laughs) maybe i can wake her up because that's probably gonna annoy the bejesus out of everybody um but i just had horrible poops for a really long time like for a really long time you honestly never had like you never told me that you had a good poop like, any time you were pooping, it was never... Like, maybe once a month, you were like, oh my goodness, that one was a good one. <laughs> but, like, almost Like, I never. wanted to give myself a trophy on the days when I had a good poop. Yeah. And I would try to, like, recount everything I did the day before, and it was never the same whenever I had a good poop. It yeah. was just, like, a random good day. There was just no way to be consistent about ways to help me. you would, poop. like, describe your new poop in such, like... Or your good poop in such like energy and like excitement, <laughs> and in my head I'm like, in my head I'm just like, that's my poop every day. Yeah. Like, the way that you would describe it, I was, but obviously. See, like, ladies, 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 <laughs> men will never understand what it is to have a beautiful poop in the way that we do. You gotta have a bad poop to really understand a beautiful poop. You gotta have a shit ton of bad poops. Decades of bad poops. (laughs) You have to have lived a life underground to understand what it is to have a good poop. 
and to really appreciate it, you know. I'm going into 2020 with an absolute Understanding and appreciation. Appreciation of what poops have been given to me. Yeah. They haven't been given to me, but, you know. You've worked for those poops. I worked for these poops. (laughs) Heaven knows I worked for these poops. All right. I'm, like, way far off on a tangent. Yeah, we're just babbling. That's what happens on these things. Yeah, I think that's what podcasts are for now. It's just, like, you get to know people through their conversations about sometimes a specific subject. Well, it always has a subject. Whether or not it sticks to it, you know, but it always has one. Mm -hmm. It always starts with one and comes back to one. It's the middle that's a little zigzaggy. For all of you that have seen A Good Place, it's like a Jeremy Bear me <laughs> kind of pathway. And somehow we end up in the eye. <laughs> the little dot in the eye. If you haven't seen it, it's a pretty good show. I don't think they talk about poop on it, unfortunately. No, I don't think they do. All right. Well, do you have anything you want to add to episode number one? Um, no, I think that, like I said... Um, You know, one of the things that's good here, and I'm sure, I mean, just like you've been on my things, I'll be on a few of these. Um, You know, it's it's fun because there are things that, even though we talk about this often, and we, like, you tell me a lot of what you learn in class. Most of what I know about anything when it comes to nutrition or or digestion or anything like that has come from you. but it's nice to have these because I still get to learn new things and and talk about them a little bit in in a slightly different, you know, we're still us on this, but it's in a slightly different format, which is also kind of nice. Yeah. On here, I'm kind of, you know, your radio talk show host where I occasionally get to talk like this. Yeah. The one thing that I need to look <laughs> out for is because I do this on, on my own thing all the time, too, is my, um, I, I definitely hit the red zone on the volume anytime I, like, laugh. And that's that's one of the biggest problems is, like, often you make me, like, belly laugh, mm-hmm. and it'll just, like, somebody's ears are going to be hurting from that. But other than that, you know, just got to scoop back on that laugh and mm-hmm. get us some good microphones so it doesn't peek out the noise <laughs> each time. His belly laugh is pretty great, you guys. Like, when he <laughs> belly laughs, he, like, throws his head back. <laughs> You know how the cartoon's jaw, like, will do that kind of, like, Jolly St. Nicholas thing where it, like, pops down and up? That's what he does. He looks yeah. like a cartoon I, character. I am a cartoon laugher. Like, the only thing that's missing from his from his real belly laugh is, like, putting his hands on his hips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys have any questions about your poop... Boom. From episode one, or if I said something and didn't really describe it well enough and you have more questions about it, send me your questions. Send me a voice note. Send me a SOS telegram. I don't know. Don't do that. I don't have any way to get that. But well, if you do have a way to do that. And just like, I mean, just like your website, right? This is going to be like, this is kind of like the title episode and the title page of your website, but it goes into a lot more. And you're planning on going into a lot more than just what your morning poops look like. Oh yeah, guys, don't be discouraged by my poop talk. It will it will <laughs> so it will be such an infrequent topic unless everybody secretly wants to know about everything you Just can know all about poop, poop all the time i'll research poop if you guys want me to <laughs> hopefully i don't need to but we're gonna get into 
loads of other topics. I made a sheet of like 70 billion different topics. We're going to talk about sleep. We're going to talk about circadian rhythms. We'll talk about stress. We'll talk about epigenetics. Um, we're going to cover it all. If you guys have any particular topics that you want me to cover, let me know. And if I don't know about it, I'll start researching it. And if I can't find an answer, maybe I will consider researching it myself when I'm in graduate school. Or if that's also not an option and I can't find any research on it, I'm going to just tell you I don't have a fucking clue. Because sometimes stuff just isn't researched yet. Sometimes there are also things that make you say, what the shit? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, you need a nice little closing catchphrase, don't you? Yeah. Um, plop you later. <laughs> <laughs> Flag. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. <laughs>